You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 57 with Danielle Tanconi. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Today, we have Danielle Tanconi back on the show. You guys, I knew I wanted to bring her back so that she could share all of her traveling tips with babies and toddlers with us. So if you remember her from episode 27, she is a military wife living overseas with her husband and two small boys. Danielle has so many great tips for us. You will want to share this show with your friends. We chat from being jet lagged, how to entertain the kiddos on a long flight, what kind of foods to pack, what type of toys to bring and what items you really need to bring when traveling and what items to leave at home. So if you have been wanting to travel internationally with your kids, but it sounds daunting, then this episode will inspire you to go get those passports for the little ones and start exploring. Thank you so much for our sponsor, the Dream Achiever Vacation Planning Tool for sponsoring our show today. Hey, you guys, I thought this would be so good to talk about this since we have Danielle coming on the show, talking about traveling tips with babies and toddlers, especially traveling overseas. But I know a lot of you might be thinking, I don't know how we would ever be able to travel internationally. How do we budget for that? How do we map all this stuff out? Well, that is why we created the vacation planning tool. It will help you go step-by-step to mapping out your dream vacations. So if you are curious on how to make this happen, just go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacation planning tool. Let's go to the show. Danielle, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. As you know from before, I like to start off every show with an icebreaker and I love to travel and I want to inspire other moms to travel. So I love asking people where their favorite vacation destinations are. And so what is your favorite vacation spot that you've gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. And I I'm trying to remember, was your last one um, South Africa? Was that your honeymoon? It was. Yeah, that okay. was my honeymoon. Yeah, so my so, last one. So yeah. I'm going to go completely different because I know we're going to be talking about travel and all the adventurous yes. places. And I'm going to be really boring and say, but it's not boring and say, we love going to Florida. Oh. Because it feels like <laughs> home. Yes, yes. So we live all over the world and we actually bought a beach house in Florida. <gasps> you did? A number of, yeah, and we just love Florida so much. And because we're a military family, we so we have a place in Mexico Beach in um, in Florida, which we love on the Gulf Coast so much. And the reason why we love it so much is it's just really normal. And it just reminds us of home and everything is quiet and it's so relaxing and the internet connection barely works and (laughs) we just go to the beach and it's just fabulous and it's just so detached from everything else we normally do when we travel. Yeah. Where, um, whereabouts is your, um, beach house? Yeah. So Mexico beach on the Gulf coast. So, okay. How far down is that? I'm used to going to the panhandle. Uh, so Mm -hmm. is it? Around that or uh, further south? So do you go to Destin? That's where we were just uh, yeah. not in, in, in the, in the, for fall break. We were there. So yeah. Lovely. So it's about an hour away from Destin. Yes. And you know what? I was so just keep going south. Okay. So the, going to Destin and, and so many people who listen to the show, I have so many people that come on that are from this area. And so, uh, you know, we all talk about 
this area. And, you know, if people aren't familiar with it, they're going to be like, what is this place? We need to go there. But um, I love it. it's just so we can get there under seven hours driving. Yeah. So for us, it's, it's just like this great place. And so I know what you're saying. And I don't know what it is. I just told uh, my husband that this trip was so great when we went. And plus, my youngest mm-hmm. is three. And so I feel like she was finally a good age. Last year, she still kind of was like, ah, oh, the sand, the ocean, I don't know. <laughs> and and this year, she was like, I want to run in the ocean. And it was just a lot of great quality family time. And it just, I don't know, you slow down and it's just so yes. nice. And it's such a, you know, even when you go on fun vacations, uh, you know, you feel like you need a vacation from the vacation. Yes. And then yeah. um, even traveling back home, uh, to Michigan. It's just because I'm seeing so many people and I'm introverted. I love seeing them and I miss them, but I can feel like, oh, like I haven't had enough downtime because I'm trying to see mm-hmm. everyone and take advantage of it. And But I notice when I go to the beach, it just, I don't know, I just come back and I just feel so good. So I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and I wanted to explain that a little bit to, more to people because they're probably like, wait, you live overseas and you want to go to Florida? <laughs> well, the, the other lure of it is that we we move every two years and it's so nice to have a home that's not really our home because my husband was brought up in Kentucky. I was brought up in London. And so we don't have a common home. So that's almost become our home over the last six years because we always go there and, you know, we have all our stuff in our place and we have, it's just kind of, it's becoming our home. And we're even talking about in the long-term retiring there because we just love it so much. I feel like, yeah, I I say to my husband, it would be so great to move there. It just is, it's so wonderful. And I imagine where you, where you are, it's probably more, even more quiet Um, Mm -hmm. because Dustin's, Dustin's busy and we try to go on the off season. Um, So is, is there a lot of things around Mexico Beach or is it pretty no, quiet around there? They call it Mayberry by the Water, which oh. I have to Google that reference because, you know, I wasn't brought up in the U.S. So yes, I yeah. was very confused by that. Um, but it was um, it's just it's very, very quiet. We've got Panama City like 40 minutes away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still 40 minutes away. Exactly. So it's just an it's, it's good enough time. Yes. Yeah. That you can get somewhere and, and do that stuff. No, I think that's great. And that's so awesome and that you have a home base too. you know, just yes. that would be hard moving all the time. And so to yeah. at least have something that you can call home, especially near the beach. But well, how about we jump in? How about you tell <laughs> us about so how about you share your name? Tell us more about who you are, uh, how many kids you have, and mm-hmm. um, and how you got to where you are today. Of course. So um, I'm Danielle Tanconi, and I have two little boys. I have Wyatt, who's five, and Cullen, who's two. And I'm a military spouse. I've been married to Todd for um, – we've been married for nine years, but we've been together for 14 years, so his entire military career. And um, we met backpacking around the world, and then he joined the military, military straight after we met. So we've pretty much been traveling. The army has has got us to travel. We've moved eight times in fourteen years. Wow! And in three different <laughs> continents. That's crazy. So, and with my job, I'm um I'm a marketing consultant. So um, I used to travel a ton for my job. Before I had children, I used to spend two to three weeks a month on an airplane. 
and um, have a passion for traveling just generally. So it's it's been interesting how that has changed a little bit with children, but kind of that's something that really bonds my husband and I together. Yeah. And how about you share a little bit what you um, do as your job? Yeah, of course. So um, I work as a marketing consultant, so I help businesses up-level their marketing. So I work with everyone from entrepreneurs all the way to big businesses like Energizer or Moe or Unilever or um, Pfizer, all sorts of different um, companies. And then I work with entrepreneurs that are really looking to scale up their business and and create more profitable businesses. So the entire spectrum – um, cause I just, I just love, I love helping people get better at marketing. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. So any entrepreneurs out there, if you need help, Danielle's your girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is because, you know, you have so much experience traveling, like you just mentioned, but you also have experience traveling with small kids overseas. And yeah. I know so many moms just feel overwhelmed just thinking about Mm -hmm. traveling internationally. Just the packing alone can seem daunting. So um, how about we jump into what was the youngest age of your probably your first child that you traveled overseas with? So I love that you're doing this, by the way. And I know when we talked earlier, I said, I cannot wait to do this because this is I then won't have to answer my friends' questions anymore. <laughs> they like, can I'm just, just come here. To send them to the link. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, because I seem to be the go-to person. You know, when you start a business, they always say, think of the thing that people most ask yeah. you about. Yeah. And for me, it's travel because <laughs> we, I travel, yeah, all the time. So um, my youngest was, my son was 11 weeks when we first traveled internationally. So we flew from the US to the UK. So he was, um, yeah, just, just 11 weeks old. Yeah. Um, so that's he's so had a young. Since week three. Both my wow. boys have had passports since they've been under four weeks old. Wow. Yeah. So this is, this is why I thought it was important. And, <laughs> and this will also help your friends so they can just listen and kind of get the download um, really quick so that you're not having to repeat yourself. I feel like you truly have the experience of traveling from a very, very young age. So, I mean, we're talking Mm -hmm. infants. And so this is why I wanted you to come on because you really have the experience. And like you just said, they're two and five now. So that really kind of covers that five and under and Mm -hmm. what to do with them, how to do it, not go crazy. So, um, (laughs) so starting with that first journey and, and traveling with 11 week old, what do you feel like was the hardest part about traveling at that point that women, are, you know, they're thinking, okay, I really want to do a trip and they're super young. They're a tiny baby. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want them to be prepared that you're like, I wish I knew this part about traveling with an infant. So I wish I knew that it was easier to travel with an infant than a toddler. Yeah. And I can hand <laughs> on my, and I don't know if it's just my two children, but I've heard that with other people, so I don't think it, I don't so think it is yes. much easier yeah. as infants because as infants you can put them in the baby carrier when they're on the plane. They're not mobile. You can, especially if you're nursing, you can mm-hmm. nurse them on the way up and the way down so that they don't. The pressure on their ears is alleviated, um, or you can use a bottle or a pacifier to help with them. With um with that, and they don't need that entertainment as well, right? Yes, really, and they don't want to run so, up and down the aisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, it was. I wish people told me that I didn't need so much stuff. I feel like I hold like half my stuff with me. Yeah, and I really didn't need very much. I needed a baby carrier, 
and I needed some diapers and wipes. And I'm, I was fortunate that I was going to, I was going to go stay in the UK. So I bought a pack and play at my parents' house because I knew that it would get some good use. And, um, I also borrowed a car seat as well from a friend. So I knew that it wasn't in an accident and it wasn't damaged. Um, because I, I've seen people kind of hauling all the stuff, like a stroller and a car seat and a pack and play and everything through the airport. And I just think, oh my gosh, those poor people, that's awful. Like they must be exhausted. <laughs> like their backs must be just done in. <laughs> so the more I've traveled with kids, the less stuff I've bought. Yeah, I like that. So let's jump. We'll ju- we'll jump forward a little bit. So mm-hmm. so with the infant, what is the bare minimum that you think you can get by traveling with an infant? So I'm talking about the bigger things. Yeah, or do so you feel like you don't need any of those? <laughs> well, it depends because I rent stuff, so I'll borrow stuff. So car seats and pack and plays and all those kind of things, I always get at the other end. So I always make sure, especially if we're booking hotels, that they have a crib option, that you can rent a stroller from them. Um, and car seats, I, I know that there's a lot of controversy about renting car seats. but And one of the beauties of social media is that you can put out where you're going and guarantee there's someone that's going to connect you with someone there. Yeah. And there's tons of rental companies as well. Oh, yeah, they like, have car seats. Really good. Exactly. But not just car rental companies. There's rental companies popping up. Oh, yeah. That specialize in renting kid stuff. Right. So you don't have to travel with it, which is fantastic as well. Yeah. Now, if you were going to somewhere kind of more exotic, mm-hmm. um, so maybe people were going to go to, well, well, what is your thoughts on this? So, like, um, have you gone to China? Or Japan or anything yes. like that. Okay, so yep. I thought you have. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that so much exotic. I was thinking more like Thailand. So we'll jump to that for a second. But so say, too. okay, so <laughs> for those places, because I feel like people would kind of think that's a little bit more exotic. Do they do they yep. have those things? Um, do the do they have those things? Like, would you still try to just get the car seat on the other end? What is your thoughts on that? It depends on the hotel. It really does, um, and it depends on where you're where you're going. So, like in Bangkok, they would have. But if you're going to one of the beach destinations, they'll have the cribs, but not necessarily the car seat. So I think one of the important things with car seats is if you do want to bring your car seat, my personal opinion is not to check it in because you see them kind of throwing the check-in baggage stuff around and Mm -hmm. you see them. So if you're going to bring it, I would definitely look to bring it on the plane. So then you have to check that it can actually go on the plane. Mm. So there's different car seats that are authorized for aviation and different that aren't. And if in doubt, I would just give the airline a call as well if you really want to. Now, most U.S. car seats are good to go, like most of them are. But that also means that you have to buy a ticket for your little one as well. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't buy. Sure. so that's the other thing is kind of that's the you're gonna spend a thousand dollars on a long haul ticket or two thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Um, or maybe you could buy a car seat on the other end. Now you know so where they put this. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. Ahead. I'm sorry. That's what I I, I did. Um, I've done before is I've actually spent a hundred dollars and bought a car seat on the other end. I remember you saying that. Um, hmm? Now, when you're saying that, don't put the 
strollers and all that um, on the plane. What about, you know, when you, when the people are pushing the stroller and then they put it off to the side before they get onto the plane? So, oh, strollers for me, no big deal. So, I have a travel stroller, which I think is battered and destroyed and okay. covered in marks. And because the bags, I've had so many um, stroller bags ripped as well. So, um, when I, it's the car seats. And the reason why is, could you imagine how much they get bashed about? And then imagine having them in an accident. Oh and yeah. I just, right. I just worry. And yeah. a number of people I've spoken to that are all, that really know their stuff about these car seats is the impact. There's the potential that it could lessen the, um, efficacy of the mm, car seat. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I worry about as well. Okay, so say we're going to go to a place in Thailand that's a beachy mm-hmm. town that does not have a car seat, and <clears throat> say you're it's not an infant. Say it's for your two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So where's that car seat going to go on the airplane? Because the two-year-old's not going to sit in it because it's not a carrier car seat like mm-hmm. an infant. So where does it go? On that case, so personally with my two-year-old, yeah. when we travel, um, it depends. So we are... We have gone to the Philippines, so with my two-year-old um, a few months ago, and we made the choice that the only time we were going to be in a car was the transfer f- to the airport, from the airport to the hotel. So we made the call, and that was a bus, so we made the call that we were just going to hold him, and he was going to sit on our lap for that that bus transfer. So I think you have to weigh up, what what are you actually going to, are you going to be spending time in a car? If you're going to be renting a car, then pretty much guaranteed they'll be able to rent you a car seat. Now, lots of people don't want to do that. Like lots of people don't want to do that. And that's personal choice. But for me, I've had really good experiences renting car seats from, you know, your Hertz and all the other sure. car rental yeah. companies right. available. <clears throat> and all over the world, anywhere where there are Western tourists, there is thing there's rental stuff yeah there's western things yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good point because i do feel like people wonder about that and then because if you if you did bring your car seat for your Mm two-year-old where would you put it though like if you if you had to bring it it so would you have to go under the because you can't go in the uh, seat right or could it yes you you know you would have to check it in the hold you would have to check it and then that way it would get battered right like what you're saying although last time i flew to korea I actually flew with the car seat and we were able to put it on the, on the airplane. Oh, like was he sitting in it mm-hmm. within the car seat? Yeah, sitting, oh. he sat in, in it the whole trip. Okay, so and that's actually that's an really option. handy because yeah. he slept well. He slept really oh. well. And like when we go on coach trips, so say for example, we're going from one end of Korea to the other, um, which will be like a six hour drive each way. We will always bring the car seats and the boys will sleep in the car seats on the coach. What do you mean a coach? Oh, like a big bus. Like oh, a, a big bus. bus. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll bring it there. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you, so you are lugging it, but it's because are you getting off the bus when you get there and going into a car? No. So I leave, I leave it on the bus. And the reason why oh. is the kids will sleep in it. Okay. So you could just leave it on. So but if you're going from mm-hmm. one, okay. So if you're going from your home to somewhere else and then you, you yeah. arrive at your destination, are you just taking your car seat out of the bus and then going to your destination? Is that what you mean when you're saying that? No. no. So like in Korea, we'll go on day trips or we'll go on weekend trips on organized tours. Oh, I uh, see what you're saying. So you're mm-hmm. kind of always just staying within the bus. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Got it. 
But you're saying it's worth to bring it on there versus them just sitting, you know, in a big seat by themselves. I think so. And they sleep, they actually will nap in it rather than if they're in the big seat, they'll want to nap on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I like that. Okay. So then with a stroller, do you feel like people should just almost get cheaper strollers if they're going to go and travel with them because they are going to get completely beat up? I am a big fan of spending the $50 on an umbrella stroller and just using that to travel. I'm a big fan of that. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to put my expensive stroller on a airplane. I see people do it, but I'm personally not going to do that. Yeah. I would probably be crying. Like, I mean, (laughs) because it's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You buy that extra expensive, like your Bob or your bugaboo or something like that. And they just get bashed up. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you, uh, we're going to move on from the whole car seat driving, Uh but I've wondered (laughs) about this, like in New York city or anything like that. Um, I've been there without kids, but like, what are, what do people do with their kids when they're jumping into cabs with kids? Do you like, how does that work? Like you're not going to be carrying a car seat with you. No, there's no option. So So, you kind of just have to put them on your lap with taxis. Yeah. Cause you you think about like, cause I would have thought like, well, isn't that illegal? Because I mean, the rules are so strict here about how the, they have to be in the car seats and then they're rear facing and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, in a cab, you're just holding them. So that is just what you do. You just jump in and um, you're holding the kids. Yeah. But we try to opt to go on the train. So oh, like if okay. we do city breaks, we go on the train just because it's a bit safer. Oh, um, it's more of an adventure for the kids. They yeah. love going on the train, like love it. That's good so to know. Yeah. It's, it's good. Whenever we go to big cities, the boys love going on trains. Yeah. I, I could see how that would be alluring to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like a fun thing. And then now if you were going to just say Mexico, okay. And they're taking you to the all inclusive resort, you don't plan on driving and they're picking mm-hmm. you up in a bigger van. Again, they're just, you're probably just holding them or buckling them yes. into a regular car or, or a seatbelt or something. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think these are some things that people kind of, I've wondered that going, wait, what do people do with that? You're not going to bring a car seat just for, mm-hmm. and you're not going to carry a car seat through New York city just to jump into a cab. <laughs> so, um, so those are good to know. So let's jump into jet lag because mm-hmm. I feel like this is just, I, I think people just get scared about this. I remember when, um, so my parents, we got transferred, uh, with my dad's work to Australia when I was 10. And I remember when we got there and we actually stayed in Hawaii to kind of cut the time from Michigan to Hawaii mm-hmm. to Australia. So, so we weren't even as bad off as we would have been. Um, but I just remember being at seven 11 and walking around and I think it was like 2 AM and my brother and sister at the time were two and four or they were around that age and they're just jumping on the bed. And I'm just thinking, this is really crazy because it's <laughs> in the middle of the night and we're wide awake and that's from a kid's perspective. And so yes. I'm just thinking, that I was, I'm not even the parent. Um, so how do you handle all those transitions? And I know you've said before that the kids, you know, that they adjust pretty easily. So then mm-hmm. that makes me think, okay, so the kids, once you get them settled, cause they're settling quicker then how, as you, as a parent, like handling it, cause it probably takes you guys a little bit longer. So this, this is something that I would love to hear what your thoughts are and how to adjust as quickly as possible. Yeah, of course. So I, um, I'm fortunate that working abroad a lot kind of prepped me for jet lag. Mm. Um, so that 
was I kind of learned some tips and tricks for for jet lag. And my, my kids do well. My younger one doesn't do as well as my older one. My older one, whenever we fly long haul, he's adjusted within two days. My youngest, my two-year-old, it takes him seven days to adjust. <gasps> wow. And so I if do, you are only mm-hmm. there for seven days, then he just got adjusted and then you're turning yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that just was, I was like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, so he's, and that's just the way, like, and I think that's just something you just have to accept is jet lag is rough. So one of the things I think is really important is choosing the right kind of flights. Now, everyone assumes that night flights are good for kids. For my kids, they are no good. So we, when we travel to London, for example, from um, Asia or from the US, we always take the day flights because then we get there in the evening. And then by the time that we've gone through and we've had dinner and the kids have had a bath, it's time to go to bed. So they're automatically set on the right time. So anything that you can do on that first day to get them set for to stay up all day and then go to bed that night will really help reset the clock. That's the first thing. So even if you're saying if it's much earlier for you, but you're, you want to try to arrive wherever your destination is in the afternoon to then go Mm -hmm. eat and then to now, will you let them take a nap in the, on the plane, knowing that you'll be landing and then you want them to go to bed in a few hours? Yeah. And it's pretty much out of your control. To be honest with you, right, you yeah. have to just be like, uh, know it. that it's completely out, yeah, <laughs> out of your control. So, and sometimes it just isn't going to work. And I know my friends that are very, very, I used to be uber strict on naps. And then when I had a second child, I was just like, Meh, whatever, if they nap, they nap great. Right. So I became way less regimented when with my second child. But the, I think the really important thing is, so there's a couple of things. It will really help to get them in daylight during the day. So the more sunshine you can get them during the day, the better. So for example, if you are going long haul and you've got an outdoor pool or somewhere sunny or you've gone skiing and there's anything that you can do to get them outside is a really good thing to help reset their body clock. Um, the next thing that I do is, is when I'm traveling somewhere, I, if it's nighttime, I really carb load my kids like they're trading for a marathon. I mean, like lasagna, heavy pasta, mashed potatoes, they get really carb loaded. Um, But when I want them to be awake, I feed them really high levels of protein. Yeah, I love that. So that's one thing that I do to really, and that really helps and lots of water. So, and that's for adults as as well. Just try and keep as much water as you can, because that's really going to help them starve off those headaches and tiredness. But some of it really is that you just have to accept that they're going to be jet lagged and that's okay. Like that's not the end of the world. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. So if you were, okay. So if you were going on a really long flight, mm-hmm. what, what are you looking for in regards to layovers and stuff like that? Do you have any advice for layovers? layovers? Do you, do you say like, get oh, out, yeah. walk around, let them run? What, what is your thoughts? So if you could, if you could construct your most ideal time to actually leave <laughs> leave in a day, right? Pretend like we're just making up the flight times. Okay. So, okay. It, so you're getting up in the morning. What would actually be your ideal time for a very long flight? The time to leave, to get to the airport. What, what does that look like for you? And then what is a perfect layover look like for you? So for me, as early as possible in the morning, 
And we just put the kids in the car with the pajamas on to go mm. to the airport. Yes. And yes, we, okay. we have changes of clothes. So make sure you have multiple changes of clothes for flights. Even I've known like two hour flights from Virginia to Kansas or sorry, like Virginia to Florida. Mm-hmm. My kids have gone through two or three outfits. Oh. Like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> so, or they, but they've, they've then gone on a 14 hour flight and only changed once. So you mm, never know when right. you're going to need it. Um, the other thing I'd say about outfits is make sure you bring them for yourself Yes, because someone you're going to have a diaper blowout Mm -hmm. or someone's going to spill chocolate milk down you or something that's going to be really revolting like 14 hours later. (laughs) So you really want to make sure that you have a change. One of my friends, Kat, gave me that advice and it was the best advice ever having your own change of outfit as well. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Well, and too, I I feel like, and even as for women, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I I was on, um, flying back from South Africa and that's a long flight uh, Mm -hmm. to New York city. And, um, and I ended up starting my period. And so, I mean, even as a woman, right, that minus the kids dropping things on you, you just sometimes don't know. And Mm -hmm. and my cycle got messed up because I think as I had went overseas. Travel. Right. So yeah. I don't think I was even supposed to be expecting that. And so what I'm just trying to say is like, you, you I feel like you just need to be prepared because just yeah. as a mom, a woman, I don't know, there's just things that happen. Right. Or then if you're nursing too, right. And then the milk, it's like mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, and that. so, yeah. So I do think that's so smart to even bring it for yourself. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, you don't know what's going to happen. You guys know that I'm all about being intentional with what you want to create in your life. So if you have a passion about something and really want to start a side hustle, but you're finding it hard to balance that with everything else that is going on in life, it can sometimes feel crazy. So that's why I decided to partner with Grit and Hustle. Their side hustle journal, which is live on Kickstarter now, is a tool that will help you take action and finally turn that amazing idea into reality. So if you feel stuck in a job you don't like and you know you want to start something on the side, then this journal will be the key to capturing all your thoughts and ideas to make it happen. The Side Hustle Journal will take you from concept to cash flow by breaking the process down into manageable chunks so that you do not get overwhelmed and keep moving forward no matter what life throws at you. To learn more, you can go to kickstarter.com and look for the Side Hustle Journal. You can also find the link and image of the journal in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. So I would travel so in the mornings and then in airports now, they have really good, particularly outside of the US, but like in the US, like Chicago is really good, for example, where they have play places. In Asia, all across Asia, there are play cafes, play places in all the airports. There's even a movie theater in Seoul Airport in Korea. Wow. Like a full 12 screen movie theater where you can go, yeah, with kids' films and everything for layovers. So it's really great, like really, really good. Um, so there's airports are becoming so much better now for children and they just love to explore it. So I get out. I wouldn't just sit there and put them on an iPad or a tablet because they're going to do that on the plane. I'd get out and explore the airport because there's always tons of stuff available in the airport to do and really fun stuff to do as well in many, many international airports. So I travel through, it's difficult because you want to, you don't want to travel through the big ones. Like Atlanta is difficult to travel through because it's just so big and getting a connecting flight, you need to add an hour on for any connection, Mm. but you've got to factor that in. But the bigger, the bigger airports do have the facilities. So that's the other thing to kind of weigh up. 
So if you are connecting, I'd really make sure that you have enough time to connect because I've done it myself. There's nothing worse trying to run through an, in, an airport with like a 40 minute connection with two kids. Oh, like right. It's the worst. And you're like sweaty and frazzled. <laughs> and and they're crying. Like <laughs> crying is just the worst, like absolutely the worst. Yeah, I was just interviewing uh, Catherine Jones. She was just recently um, on the show and um, she was just saying for international that to not have less than two hour layovers uh, minimum, yes. just because you never yes. know what's going to happen. And uh, so, so do you try to avoid certain um, airports kind of like you were saying for like Atlanta? Like, do you try to avoid that so that you don't have to deal yeah. with that? Oh, you do. So when I, you're looking at your flights and, and you see that it's going through Atlanta, even though it might be a shorter duration, will you choose mm-hmm. a different leg? Yes. Oh, interesting. Now yeah, I always try to go Chicago or Dallas if I have oh, to connect. Oh, okay. Because they're my favorites to travel. Oh, through. they are. Interesting. Yeah. Now what if what if they were a lot more money? Where where does where do you then start to decide, mm, okay, I'll do Atlanta? Like would it have to be a lot more uh money? Well, it's just like it's just the cost. Yeah. And it's just facilities for you and your kids and what works. Like Alan is great. It's just you Getting from one end to the other often takes forever. So is that's L- the other thing. Yeah. Is LAX that, that way too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But LAX is, is Different. busy. Yeah. yeah. Just, so it's, yeah. it's just busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I really like Chicago and I really like Dallas to connect through. I don't like flying through New York, although it is super convenient. So like if I travel from the US to London and I have to connect, I'd connect through Toronto rather than through New York because oh. it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's, and it's just a nicer, easier experience. Is it because New York is so busy or is it because yes. it's so bu- Is it big too? It's busy, I, I, but also it's kind of dirty. Like, like I love New York, so don't get me wrong. I like, I love it. But the yeah. airport itself yeah. is kind of old and a little oh, bit dirty. Right. I've and been so to LaGuardia. Like yes. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally so get that. And so that's the other thing with little kids is they touch everything. So airports are filthy places. Airplanes are filthy places. And so one of the things I always do is I, I always carry a blanket, that a big blanket that's really thin material but can lie down. So when you're waiting for flights, the kids can sit out there and you can have a little picnic on the floor and you don't worry about that because you can wash it on the other end that blanket or oh, that yeah. thin material. Yeah. Make sure it's a big one rather than just like a burp cloth. You actually oh, want to spread out and get a little bit of, yeah, like yes. a little roll up. And they have those awesome ones that are like parachute material now that you can get and they fold into nothing. Oh, parachute. And they're yeah. brilliant. Super material. Oh yeah. That, and then you can wash them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, would you just great. get it on Amazon or something? You can get them on Amazon or I think last time I was in the US, they had them in Target as well. And they had little weighted corners that you oh, could uh, put them down. That is a really good idea. Yeah. Because then and then also because, you know, when you think about a blanket and putting it on the ground, you're like, Ugh. even when you're um, going to wash it. I mean, when you think about like a parachute material, I feel like it doesn't pull up as much. No, it stuff, doesn't. It's like you know? silky and yeah, exactly. So yeah. And packs so I, tiny. I, and I used to just get a big cut of fabric from the. Oh, fabric store. yeah. Um, you could do that instead, but the parachute materials, they're like under 15 bucks. So oh, yeah. No, I think that's easy, great. Yeah. Especially when you have little babies and they want to roll mm-hmm. and you have crawlers and, you know, you can kind of contain that a little bit more. I love that well, idea. 
even with my older ones, though, you can bring some little matchbox cars. Oh, and yeah. Then you can have they can play. Yeah, or Legos, exactly. little Legos. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and a great idea. Fly. Now, when you fly through um, any, and you go through the uh, layovers in Europe, which mm-hmm. one stands out to you that you're, like, if you, you know how you're looking and you're trying, to, even if you're trying to get to more exotic places and say <gasps> you're stopping in Germany or London or something, what, what places do you find that you're like, oh, I really like having the layover here. Mm, that's a difficult one because oh, I don't ever really lay over in Europe. Oh, you don't? You kind of go. To, you kind of just go to your destination. Um, we have been. We the only places we've really laid over is London, mm. um, but that's like my home airport, and right. I pretty much spend every other week there for six years, so yes, I know yeah. it inside out. Um, and it's a great one, Frankfurt as well. It's okay. Like mm. I wouldn't recommend spending a layout layover yeah. there. And then Amsterdam is a big one, particularly in the US to have as a layover. Yes. Yeah. And that's fine. It's busy, but it's fine. The great thing about European airports is they all have nursing rooms and areas for moms and they have all that kind of thing. They're really focused towards um families with babies but also their family rooms they're not necessarily mm. mother and baby rooms wow. they're family rooms. that's cool so you have you have that option so that's a really that's a nice thing as well that you can get a little bit of privacy and sit there and and feed your baby and change your baby and and just kind of change do any clothes or give them like a little wash or anything like that and they have the facilities that's so cool you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of ikea are you familiar with uh, Ikea? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Ikea is very family oriented. They're, they have bathrooms that the whole family can go. There's a chair in there. There's the, I mean, it just, it, it, it's just t- totally different than what we're used to in the United States. So what you're explaining, mm-hmm. I just picture Ikea, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with, with the United States. Why? We're, I feel like we're behind in that. It's like, why, why are we not focusing on family stuff? There's so many families here. So it's not like we're anti-family in the United States. So um, I feel like you have to almost go to Disney World and stuff like that to really see like what we probably should be at around the country. But you have to go to places like Disney World for it to be like, oh, this is family oriented. And and this and they have really good things for, you know, babies and moms and nursing, like what you just said. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, the other thing too is, do you ever go outside when you're doing a layover? Because I've had people say like, if you have enough time to just get out of the airport have you ever done that before i have but not with children and so i think it depends on how long you have as well so i think sometimes whenever i've done it on my own so say i've had an eight hour layover which i probably wouldn't have with kids right i would avoid that big time um, but say I had an eight hour layover, which I recent, I had last week in Bangkok, I was traveling for work and I had an eight hour layover. You think leaving the airport and going sightseeing is a really good idea. But then when you're <laughs> stuck in traffic, oh yeah, trying to get back in a taxi and, and then stressed out, get your flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not a good idea. So last time what I did was you, there's all these facilities and airports and you can even pay for, um, rooms now, particularly in Asia, you can buy little rooms, like little pod rooms for you to have a sleep if you have a long. And oh, they that's charge cool. by like two hour increments. Oh, that's you nice. You can have like a four hour nap or a six hour nap or if you've got that long, that long, um, that long layover. So that's really good. Now, 
Speaking of airlines and stuff like that, too, since we're on airports, is there an airline that you absolutely love or a few that you're kind of like, if you can pick that somehow, that is what you're going to pick? So I'm really, I think they're all getting much the same now. I think um, long haul airlines, like your British Airways, your Mm -hmm. Korean Air or your Lufthansa, they are long haul air stewards and stewardesses are much nicer to you. Oh. My best experiences have always been on long haul. The short haul is where I've had problems. Where um, I was, tra- we were traveling for the Philippines, and my two-year-old just would not stop jumping up and down. Like there was nothing I could do to stop mm. him. Yeah, and he was just—I don't know what—he was excited. He really wanted. <laughs> he to was two years old. I mean, I think that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> and he was kicking the seat or anything like that but they just were not happy with him jumping up and down and like right he was just full of energy and there was nothing we could do about it and the air steward must have asked me to calm him down about 20 times and then oh yeah, I just like I ignored them just yeah. like I stopped yeah um so but I think people get really nervous about their children and I think there's not much you can do on the day like sometimes kids just have bad days and sometimes they have great days and my boys have had flights where they've been perfect and people have said oh your children are so wonderful mm-hmm. and then there's been flights where people have looked at me and and <laughs> literally <disgust>. daggers yeah <laughs> so and it's the same children and probably the same month as well it's just sometimes there's not much that you can do you can be really prepared and I see people with those if you ever see like on Pinterest those packages where they've given notes of like sorry it's my baby's first flight here's a coupon for a drink and oh, a candy yeah. bar yeah yeah and yeah I was just like, no it's, focus your time on your own kids and yeah they were children once or they they can get over it yeah but maybe that's a bit selfish but yeah yeah no I I mean and I do think people worry about that and you know and <clears throat> I think it all just depends on your personality, if you can handle mm-hmm. it. And if you can't, yeah. then you may want to wait be- if you can hold off because, yeah, because some people are more just laid back about that, more kind of get so stressed. So I do think that's good. I personally, that's why we haven't done these things because I probably would be so stressed out. And so, but I totally understand. I mean, <clears throat> when we were on the Disney cruise, we literally had this grandpa come over. He was with his family and they were getting ready to leave and he came over to us. And he's like, I just want to say, he said that your girls are so well behaved. So at that time, mm-hmm. my youngest just turned three and my oldest just turned six. Well, they were coloring. And I I think I said to him, I'm like, yeah, but you didn't see them right before we came into dinner. Like they uh-huh. were nuts. <laughs> like, I don't know what was happening. And they were actually so well behaved at the dinners at Disney. I was actually surprised they did so well because it takes forever. There's so many courses and and they did do great. But that yeah. doesn't mean that they're doing great all the time and that they're not like yelling at each other and we're having to talk to them about, well, not my youngest, my oldest, about her attitude and how she's talking to me or whatever. And so he didn't see that. So I totally get what you're saying that like you could have angels and people are like, oh, this other mm-hmm. modeled children. And then on a different flight, they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you need to take care of your kids are out of control. So you can't get around that, right? You just can't. So never know. Exactly. So Danielle, as we... um close up the show. I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you uh, if there's any other tips that you feel like your friends asked that we haven't covered. And also I wanted to ask you, what does your packing look like when you are going <laughs> on big trips? Like, are you guys the type where you're just fully loading all your bags or are you trying to 
pack as much on a carry-on. I mean, I feel like you can't just do a carry-on with a long, long haul. But what's your general thoughts about the packing scenario and then what you make sure you bring on the plane versus it being going in the belly of the plane? So I always check a bag with the kids, but I always bring a couple of outfits and I always use a backpack rather than another kind of bag because I've ended up traveling with kids and I've had like the friction burn on the shoulder oh, yeah. on my bag. And so I always use a backpack because then it's easier if you need to pick them up or have a baby carrier to be able to balance yourself on each way. Yes. Um, so I always, I always do that. And I always bring water bottles that you can refill because all the airports now have drinking water fountains right. or you can get. So they're really great. And also less spillage from plastic bottles, even if you're just filling them with mineral water bottles. Um, Are you talking but, about like your own water bottles that you yes, like, yeah. like you drink? Mm-hmm. So you, so you bring them all for everybody emptied yes. into the airport. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always do. Um, so that's kind of a few things that we always have. And, um, but I always check bags because I think I think there's not much worse than trying to put one in the in the you know in the overhead. Kind of, yeah, yeah. that's just be so with the child and because I as a military spouse I travel alone a lot with my children. Um and I will be in December, I'll be doing it again backwards and forwards to the UK for Christmas on my own and um and I'll be taking a train for three hours, then a 14 hour flight and then oh another gosh. train. And that. So the less luggage you can get, the better. Cause yes. it just, it gets heavier. Like, I don't know what it is. It literally like at the start of your journey, it doesn't feel too bad. And then the end of the journey, it feels <laughs> like the baggage people put rocks in your yeah. bag. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can barely carry them after you've, and you're swollen and you're tired. And the other thing I do is just think about the clothes that you're wearing have stuff that you can slip on and off easily so like a hoodie or flip-flops and stuff like that don't worry too much about looking great for traveling because that's I I think if you're comfortable then you're going to be more comfortable with your kids and your and your journey is going to be a bit easier as well yeah do you Um, have any suggestions with shoes for everybody like the kids and all that when you have to go through the security like, are you like so undoing all their always, shoes and everything? No, no. I always put my kids in Crocs. Always Crocs. Oh, They're okay. The best to travel with. Yes, yeah. In, in my opinion, and I always wear flip flops, and I bring socks on the plane. So even though it's cold, like if it's cold outside, I always travel in flip flops. Okay, so even because, if it's like really freezing, uh, would mm-hmm. you still have flip flops on? Yep. I flew from Malaysia today, and it was uh, um, a couple of days ago, and it's freezing cold, and I just I'll just put socks on, like on the plane. And then when I get off the airport, I literally, it was a terrible fashion faux pas, but I left my socks on with my, with my Birkenstocks. It was terrible. Oh yeah. So you have Birkenstocks. But, so I'm thinking yeah, about like the so thong um, flip flops that you could not yeah. have socks on because it would go right between your toe. So you're talking, yeah. yes, I, you're talking about like a slip on yeah. flip flop mm-hmm. or sandal, or you could do Uggs or something like that. That's if the people are like, it's too freezing, just a slip on much easier than like. Because you can imagine you put your child down and they can just run off. Yes. Yes. Anything you can just slide right on. Yes. I like that. No, that's good. And then, okay. So um, what about bringing on medicine and the liquid stuff on your bag? Like, what do you feel like you need to have with you in case you lose your luggage? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, obviously any medicines, anything like that, at least one change of clothes. I always prepare for 24 hours without luggage. Because it's happened to me so many times. 
Um, and I make sure that if, you know, I, if I'm breastfeeding, I have a breast pump and have the parts and all those kind of things in my carry on. So I, and anything valuable goes in, goes in the carry on as well. But I think other than that, as long as you've got a credit card, you can get away with having no luggage anywhere. And if you're in a, um, the other thing I do put on, I do put in is, um, pajamas for the kids. And also if we're going somewhere with a pool, a swimsuit or like swim trunks for the boys as well. But not for you? You, Well, for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, So So like if you get stuck and you've got no luggage, at least then you can go to the pool and not worry about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the first thing they want to do. My kids like literally, they don't care. Half the time, they don't even care where we are in the world. They just want a swimming pool. It's yeah. so ridiculous. We could just stay around the corner. Yeah, and, go and just go swimming. swimming yeah. yeah. <laughs> but swimming is a great way to burn off all the energy that they just, you know, were trying to hold mm-hmm. in that whole time. It helps get them asleep. Yes, well. they, they get so tired. So is there anything else that you think um, that you can think of that your friends ask you about that you would like to address here? Do you feel like we covered it all? Yeah, um, just a few other tips that yeah, I give sure. people. I always say bring those antibacterial wipes. Now, I know that there's like debate about antibacterial and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I am someone who wipes down the seats. Oh, like, the seats. Because I just think they're so gross. The yeah, whole when seats. you're on an airplane. And yeah. you do the tray too? The tray, the tray yeah. all mm-hmm. the stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's that's something I do and I, I it helps. Um, the other thing I do is I bring – I phase – the stuff that I give them. So I bring a whole selection of Ziploc bags full of different things for the kids. So I do Ziploc bags of snacks and cut fruit and all sorts of things. But then I also do Ziploc bags of Lego, Ziploc bags of, of match, um, matchbox cars. I buy those, you know, those like gel Klingons for windows yes. that you get in the holidays yes. and stuff. I buy those for the airplane because they are fantastic on the tray tables. You can oh, yeah, that's a great off. idea. And then yes. you also can get like Melissa and Doug sell the um, restickable stickers. Yes. So you get those. Um, so they're really good. Do they go on the tray they, too? Is that what you're saying? Yes, they're oh. really great tray. I love um, it. So you can use those. Anything you can think of that can really go on the tray yeah. um, is a, that is a bonus. So you, And then coloring paper, you know, paper yeah. with with color uh, coloring pens or anything like that is really good but those gel Klingons they it. have got me like 45 minutes before you can get wow with just a pack of those that's amazing so, and little cars and little dinosaurs you can get those like little mini oh yeah and I just put them all in Ziploc bags and I just I don't give the kids all, all the stuff at once right. I don't give them the choice yeah I like I every hour or so I introduce switch something it. new yes, yes. And they love that. I love it. Now, how? And when you're talking about Ziploc bags, are you talking about sandwich size? Or are you talking about like gallon size? Like what size are you talking about? Like how much stuff you're bringing? A com a combo, really. So I always load crackers. They love crackers. Like yep. you can never go wrong with I know. some crackers. <laughs> so I just go with those, and then I have like a little treat, like some cookies in there as well. But then some health- healthier stuff too. So, um, but just so you can mix it up and give them. And oh, the other thing is always make sure that you order a kid's meal on the plane because kids' meals on planes are so much better than the adult ones. Okay. So this is for a long haul, right? Like not just yeah. like you, because you can't order <laughs> one, right? Yeah. Going from say here to California. I don't think even you can get one on Southwest or anything like that. You're, you're talking about. Air, it depends what? on the airline. So oh. like United American, you can. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, so you just call, contact you... the airline and request a, oh. a special mail. Okay, so you call them ahead of time. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Now with, okay, so going back to your cut fruit. So you're just carrying like cut fruit, like apples. Like what are some things that you like to bring? Like when you're saying that. Apples, grapes, anything oh, that the kids yeah. like. And so not nothing that's going to really mash Yes, together. that's what I was thinking, right? Like strawberries yeah. would be like. Yeah. yeah. Something that can hold up better. Those little individual packets of peanut butter, they go, those yes. are really handy too Perfect. for traveling. It's yeah. Super handy. Now, and then your fruit, you're just putting that in your backpack and hoping, hoping it doesn't get smashed. Yeah. Okay. And then now how do you ration out that? Because I feel like kids could just seriously snack like and eat all their snacks in the first hour. So are you kind of doing that like every hour, like along with the toys, like switching Mm -hmm. it up and doing something different? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's And and the cold stuff I always give them and I put it in like a little cold bag because I'll use those through the trip anyway. So are you just talking about, um, like an insulated bag? Yeah, just a real simple insulated one so that you you can have a couple of hours. So it's your... almost like a little cooler, like a like a yeah. tiny cooler. Okay. Exactly. Uh, that's that's great. Yeah, okay. I'm sure you can get those on Amazon or something like that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well that that I mean, that gives us so many ideas. Is there was there any other ideas that you had or was that mainly covering No, them. I just wonder, have I convinced you to go on a long flight with your kids now? Yes, let's all know. leave. <laughs> <laughs> let's all leave with our kids with all our snacks and, and all our uh, little fun toys. Oh my gosh. No, this was really great. Like, I really feel like this kind of will help people break it down and kind of give them a picture so that they're not kind of thinking, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. I feel like this has just given so many tips that they're like, okay, maybe I can actually do this and, and, and it can be successful. So Danielle, I appreciate you coming back on the show again. Well, and it was, me. yeah, it was so much fun to just pick your brain on all this travel stuff. And I really hope that this does inspire all the moms out there to take that chance and take those kiddos around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, you guys, vacations don't have to feel impossible. And I oftentimes feel like people think they have more time than they do. And then They just let it go by and then they realize, wow, we didn't even go on the vacations that we really had hoped for. So we want to help you guys feel prepared to tackle that budget and schedule that vacation so that you can start making memories. So to learn more, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacation planning tool. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week.